This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement. And most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup. All right. Hey, everyone. Another episode of uh, CT Startup. We're here down at the district. Uh, this is one of your hosts, Eric Francis from Trifecta Ecosystems. I'm Chris DeMauro from Sublime Exposure Online. And we have Vin from, uh, from Verb. How you doing, Vin? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys today? So, by the way, Vinny, I totally uh, blanked on your last name. What do you got there? Maselli. Maselli. All right. So, I have butchered last name, so I just went with that one. So. It's all right. It works, <laughs> works well. So, uh, Vin, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, why you're coming down to New Haven from New York. Awesome. Uh, so, i a uh, 34-year-old entrepreneur. I've been in business for myself for about a decade. Um, did decent on Wall Street, walked away, and started... Uh, investing in nightclubs and restaurants in New York City. Super expensive lesson. Um, I yeah, yeah. Really expensive <laughs> lesson. And, and then um, at the tail end of that endeavor, I uh, was pretty unhealthy, um, pretty unhappy, changed a lot of my lifestyle. And now I've been in the health and wellness industry for just over five years and um, been spent spending the last 18 months building Burb. Okay. So that's just a little bit about. So myself. tell tell us a little bit how Verb got started because it, yep. it kind of the genesis of you transforming yourself and getting into health and wellness. I assume led you down the path to doing this with Verb, right? One hundred percent. So uh, as I was unwinding my hospitality businesses, excuse me. Um, as I was unwinding that, I was uh, two hundred and forty pounds. I drank uh, copious amounts of vodka probably six nights a week, smoked cigarettes for 14 or 15 years, and more than recreationally, but less than addict, (laughs) used cocaine. Um, And at the time, I was super unhealthy and I was really unhappy with myself and decided that I had to make a drastic change uh, in my life. So on a, I wanna say it was like Tuesday, April 11th in 2011, I think, I gave everything up. Um, eating unhealthy, drinking, smoking, partying, all of that, and just decided to do all the things everyone tells us we know we should be doing as adults, which is soda <laughs> and don't eat pizza and <laughs> try to yeah try to sleep at night. That's it, right? Don't and, have fun. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and I lost eighty or so pounds in about a year, and then had a bunch of people asking me how to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that led me to figuring out what I wanted to do in my next chapter of my life, my next endeavor, which was uh, opening a fitness facility. Um, I'm from a small town in Westchester County, which is just north of New York City, and I knew that uh, a functional fitness facility would lend itself to what a small community was, yeah. right? And uh, so I, I raised a little bit of money, um, which I had gotten pretty good at over the past decade, and built... Uh, built my gym five, just about five years ago. Fast forward a few years into that business, I had three members who, uh, they're in their mid-20s, come an hour or two hours a day, and not much had changed in one or two years of them being members of my gym. Okay. 
And on a Sunday afternoon, we were just kind of chatting about change and, and how to elicit change and, and what that means for somebody who pays for a service that I'm offering. And I just, I had a hard time understanding that they were okay paying for a service, spending a ton of time here away from their family and friends and not receiving any return on that investment. Like right? seeing no result. Yeah, i.e. losing weight or being faster or, or being sexier or whatever, yeah. right? So I lost weight because I was unhappy with the way that I looked. I didn't really care about being healthy. I cared about looking good on a beach. And that in turn made me healthy, which then in turn made me want to help people. Sometimes van- vanity metrics work. I, I think these <laughs> are... Yeah. Listen, I, I get it. I, I was just tired of... I used to be about that heavy too, and I lost like 70 pounds. I put, grabbed a few of them back this summer. Yeah. But, um, but you know, I was just tired of getting exhausted walking upstairs, man. I was I was huffing and puffing walking up one flight. I was like, this is a little ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, at five six with a forty inch waist, it just didn't. I, I was about to say, like you know, like I topped out, no, like I'm six three, and I topped out at like two forty five, like I think like six months ago, um, before I turned thirty, and I was like, uh uh-uh. uh, you know, and so yeah. I couldn't like that. I mean, I like when you said you were two forty, I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a short guy, so I I had this conversation about sacrifice and and what positive sacrifice can do and focused attention. If you just suffer for. 60, 90, or 100 days, you could usually get yourself really far down the road. And that was the conversation we were having that just be miserable for, you know, 90 days or so and and start to just chip away at at that weight or that goal. So I went home that night and I decided to, I guess, put my money where my mouth was and, and set a goal for myself and be able to tell that story. And what I did was I decided to give up 1% of my life, which if you live for 80 years is about 340 days. So I just rounded that up to one year. I would do nothing for one year except work seven days a week all the time. Give up friends and family and dates and weddings and funerals. And I allotted like 74 minutes for Mother's Day because that's a normal lunch break. I was very strict for one year. Nothing superseded what I was going to do because I was going to write a book that if you give up 1% of your life once, you could achieve almost anything. Uh, And because I'm a good speaker but not a good writer, I decided to video log that every single night. I would come home, write down a couple notes, and just talk to myself. Hey, Vin, day five. Today I skipped happy hour with my best childhood friends. They abused me for an hour. In In turn, I made sure that I hammered work the whole night, right? So anytime I skipped something that was really important, I made sure I like doubled down on work. (laughs) Everyone in my immediate circle told me I was completely insane. My girlfriend, completely insane. My brothers, my mother, everybody. But the people just outside that thought I was brilliant. And a lot of people started being like, well, what are you doing? Can I do something? Um, Can I try a goal? Can I do a chapter? So I invited five people to identify a goal and then have a pretty hard sprint towards that goal and they would become chapters in my book. Pretty quickly, I filled up my phone with iMessages and they filled up their phones with videos. And at the same time, each of them was bringing one or two new people a day to do chapters as well. They were telling the story, right? And the people resonated with that story. Um, So I went from five to a hundred, I think in... 30 days or so of people now sending me videos. And then I had to build what became the proof of concept for what Verb is today, uh, which was a safe place to record a video. 
that doesn't store on your phone can be uploaded, reviewed at some point, um, answer a basic question about yourself, and then be able to receive some sort of data from that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that is what became Verb because we had you know, 80 or 100 people on a daily basis telling their story to themselves. Um, and that's where it got really interesting because in Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and all these things we have and Pinterest, we're telling our story to other people, right? So all we do is filter it or retake it. Well, we're telling the story that we want them to see. Correct. And so, and so it's actually, when, when you say people are, are telling their story or they're, they're talking to themselves, I feel like they're actually rewriting their story or they're recontextualizing their story or they're trying to understand why they think the way they think, right? Correct. So it, it's, just, it's again, you reinforce your own, your own, I won't, don't want to say lie, but it's like you reinforce the, the person that you have portrayed. And sometimes it's hard to like step back from that. Correct. And what we started to notice, so at, in the early days, I watched every video. So I would wake up every morning. I get up at about 3 a.m. most days. Um, that's not the morning, sir. That's, that's <laughs> oh, you're, you're like you're like night. Jocko. Yeah. You, I, don't don't even tell me you take a photo of your your watch. Like, I got up at three forty five. You know, I've been doing it for so long. It's kind of just like habit. Like I'd say between three and four thirty every day, depending on if I'm opening the gym, if I have like a conference call that's in London, or it's just gotten to be. Um, part of my habit, so yeah, with Wall Street and clubs and everything, I assume, yeah, that makes sense. It makes it makes complete sense. <laughs> so I, in the early days, I would wake up and I'd watch three or four hours worth of people's videos every day, um, which was amazing. But what I started to notice is people were hysterical, crying on their videos and really happy on Instagram, or highlighting a problem that they overcame on their videos and complaining about traffic on whatever highway on Facebook. And I'm like, well, how can there be such a huge discrepancy on what we're actually feeling to what we're talking about on our social platforms? And it made me think that people don't actually tell their story, as you just said, to the world. They tell the story that they want the world to think they are doing, that we may be happy or healthy or wealthy. And in fact, most of us are none of those things. Right, we're all fighting a really shitty battle. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you're good. You're Hell good. yeah. Okay. So we're, 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 all, we're all fighting a really shitty battle, most of the time by ourselves, yeah. right? We're like this completely connected world that's the most disconnected we've ever been. Yep. And it started to dawn on me that people were making real changes in their lives with no one's help but their own. As I mean, as it should be. Yes. Okay, that, 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 I, that, is, that is the one thing that like people, it should not be anybody's other... other person's responsibility to change you. I completely okay, believe you. that we all have the ability to solve our our biggest problems if we understand the problem we're truly trying to solve. And and what started happening, one of my first users, his goal was to lose a few pounds and be fit. And like I believe it was day 66 for him on a 90-day chapter, he said to himself, I've been an alcoholic for 30 years and I had no clue until just now, which had nothing to do with getting fit and losing a few pounds. And in turn, he changed his entire life from that day forward. And from that day forward, he was fit and healthy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he yeah. became fit and healthy. hundred percent. And now you had somebody who recognized that they were an alcoholic, gave up drinking, didn't have to go to AA, which I support, right? If you're an addict, or you're addicted to something, and whatever you use to counteract that, 
I support that. But the ability to do it on your own time, on your own terms, and then not be a prisoner to a day of sobriety is insanely powerful, right? I don't drink and I don't smoke and I don't do drugs, not because I can't or because I'd fail if I did, it's just because I choose not to. And I try to instill that in, in anyone that I come across, right? So I started seeing things like that happening and I'm like, there's something here more than me just writing a book for my own mm -hmm. ego. Uh, when you cut through all the nonsense. And uh, so I reached out to Checkmate, who are yep. a local New Haven Which, which gets why you're coming to New Haven Correct. and everything. Correct, exactly, right? <laughs> which is Actually, we, we had them on our podcast <laughs> here last year or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Um, because I needed really quick turnaround on a safe way to do all this, which then became our proof of concept. Um, I realized something special was happening. Tom, uh, the CEO and founder of Checkmate, uh, it fed into my insanity, and we set down the road. He to usually does that. Set down the road to build the first real version of the mobile mm -hmm. verb, and that's what we now have today. Um, we're in iOS and Android. Uh, you could go on and choose a chapter, run for ninety days. The reason we do ninety days is any any disease um, that is that. There's studies that any disease can be turned around if you're willing to do very specific things for 90 days. Is that all? Is that, it, so that's a very bold statement, okay. and I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, right? But most diseases um, are fueled in an acidic atmosphere. So when I talk about being able to undo them in specific uh, actions, it is most that people would never do. Right, okay. like extremely raw diet, and well, you're talking. So, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, like first of all, habits take yeah, at least thirty exactly. to sixty to ninety days, kind of a so, thing. And so, from a health standpoint, ninety days. From a financial standpoint, all our markets are currently done in ninety days. Quarterly reports are done in ninety days. Like everything, our seasons are ninety days. Uh, so it just it, it aligns. It just made sense to have what I call <laughs> ninety day chapters, where we say the chapters of your life are going to open and close. Whether you succeed or fail, you might as well document them. That's interesting. And I will just say is that one thing. So I love podcasts. It's one of the reasons why we're on the podcast right now and doing this is and like one of the things that I've found is that the microbiome and all that kind of stuff, like it takes time, like even changing a diet, like it would take 30 days to even change your gut biome. And a lot mm -hmm. of people don't realize like you literally can't have certain feelings, anxieties, depression based on your microbiome. And so there's a lot of things, you know, happening, not, not discounting all the other stuff with depression or all that kind of stuff. But um, no, you're right. And I mean, I, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of admit that um, I played sports my entire life. I was a team sport guy, um, never went to the, really the gym, never did the whole workout thing, you know, was in, did a couple of gyms, did things, whatever. Um, but it wasn't until, like, it was my 30th birthday. And I was like, listen, I was like, I got to go to the gym. Like, I just have to be healthy. Like, I'm not trying to go nuts. But, and since then, I've, you know, other than being on vacation, going away, I've gone every day at 630 in the morning. That's like, it. you know, I go and, and it has actually changed everything, uh, uh, you know, it, it actually has been 90 days. My birthday was, you know, May 5th. So since then, it's been basically that, a little more. And so it has actually changed me. Uh, you know, I see the changes, um, but it's more the mental. I know that I did that now. And so it's just do it, right? Okay, I, Nike. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I say to people all the time that um, time is going to go by no matter what, right? Okay. And we usually almost always want instant anything. Instant coffee, instant oh. gratification, instant weight loss. 
but time's going to go by no matter what. So you'll either be closer to whatever you think you want or further away from that. There's no denying it. So you'll either be closer to fitter, happier, healthier, or further away, regardless of what you do for the rest of the day and tomorrow and the next day. So you might as well make better decisions to just become closer to that. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. Uh, and you know, early on when I talk with people about health and wellness, I'm like, well, it's really simple. Don't change everything you're doing. Just once a day, make a better decision food-wise than you would normally, and you'll be a little bit closer. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's, a very, it's a very interesting path that we've now come on where we see people changing their lives on their own terms, right? So we have users who are changing their careers, changing their marriages, just talking to themselves and having a complete different relationship with themselves than before, right? Our whole lives were told that if you talk to yourself, you're completely crazy and people who talk to themselves <laughs> are crazy. And I actually wholeheartedly disagree with that. I, yeah, I do too. Uh, I, I agree with it, but I think it's a good thing. <laughs> I talk to myself. I talk to my dog. I talk to. Him, I yell at my computer. And I think I'm great. Well, no. So I, I'll actually <laughs> no. bring it up uh, in instances where uh, it was kind of funny. Uh, I I do think that people actually have that. Uh, like, there's two types of people. One that like talk to themselves and have this kind of internal dialogue all the time, mm -hmm. and others that try to deny that. Yeah. Um, kind of a thing. And and it was funny. I was watching a 60 minutes uh, um, pre uh, thing. About probably a few months ago, and there's this girl on there. She's 11 years old. She's supposed to be the next Mozart, you know, the next uh, prodigy, whatever. And one of the guys was asking her, he was like, listen, you're 11 years old, but you're writing some very dark, very emotional stuff. Like, you've never been in love. You've never done, like, how do you do this? And she was like, oh, it's simple. She goes, like, in my head, I have, like, this world of composers that, you know, all there's a bunch of different types of people there. And I go there and I talk to them about what I should be writing, you know, kind of stuff. And so it was very, this one, the way she, the way she said it definitely made it be like, well, there's something going on there, <laughs> all right? There, clearly you're a genius and something's yeah. happening. And it was funny. I was sitting there with my fiance, and 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 uh, literally at the same time, she goes, "I was like, oh, that makes complete sense." And then she was like, "She sounds freaking crazy," you know. And so it was just one of those things where, it like again, going to the gym, you know, kind of a thing. I am there's there are times where I wake up and I'm like, I'm not gonna do it. And then the other side says, "Nope, you're gonna do it then. If yeah. you don't want to do it, you have to." Like it's so if you don't have that internal dialogue and change the relationship you have with yourself. With that internal, I, I do think that is a major thing with a lot of people. Big time. So. And for me, it's it's with running. You know, I don't but, do the gym. I just go running. Yeah. But I just have to, like, just put your shoes on. Just, Once your shoes on, like, you're doing this. You like, just, like, just sit down, tie your shoes... And then, like, once you're out the door, you're not turning around until you've done seven miles. Yep. You fat bastard. <laughs> Get going. No, no. I guess, does, that, does this just come down to accountability? I mean, so, like, like, that's the biggest thing is that so, so much of everything that we do in life, and I'm the type where I rebel against any, like, if I tell myself to do something, I'm like, I'm like I don't want to do it, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> um, so I, I, I understand this, but is it just really about, like, we don't, one, hold ourselves accountable, we don't hold our families accountable, our friends, like, we don't hold, we don't just hold people accountable. I, I Yes. So I think we've reached, um, I think we've reached a time where everything is just okay to, like, fall to the wayside. It doesn't, like... Nobody actually cares about anything anymore, right? Like you can, you, you see people get married and get in relationships or get comfortable at a job and all of a sudden their best work becomes 
the work that can never happen again because they're just complacent with going to work every day or they're married and the best relationship can really deteriorate because it's just like okay to do enough. You're in the routine. That's it. You just get into this like thing and the idea of being great is gone. Like we all, we see these great people and and humans, we just consume great people all day. We consume on Instagram and Facebook great people and we look at our screen and we tell ourselves we can never be great, right? So there is no self-accountability because we're told that Gary Vee, right, who everybody loves. And I gotta love Gary Vee. And he's great, right? And people look at him all day and they're like, this guy's great, but he's lucky. He's this, he's that. I could never be that great. And like, people don't realize all the shit that that guy probably went through to get where he is, oh, yeah. right? And, and like, so we just become complacent with that. None of us are great. We're all just kind of here. So to me, there's no better person than you to hold yourself accountable, right? Like I don't need a girlfriend or a friend or my mom or my best friend to hold me accountable. I should be able to hold myself accountable. And what I've learned is it's really easy to write down a lie like, oh, I worked a lot today. And oh, that's a very oh. broad statement. It's so easy. And it's much harder for me to look myself in the face of my own camera and say, I didn't really work today. I worked from home and I watched three movies on demand and answered three emails. Right? That's way harder to say. So I, by default, now make better decisions because I have to lie to my own face every single night. You know, it's... it's it's not dissimilar to the, the the ethos of like burners, like Burning Man, um, radical self-reliance. You're really, you know, at, at those kinds of events, you're basically expected to take care of yourself and to do what needs to be done for yourself. And, you know, again, to your point, it does feel, you know, that feels like a radical idea. That's why it's called radical self-reliance, right? But it's, it's not that radical, but a lot to, to what you're saying, a lot of people just don't even try anymore. It seems like I can post a picture to Instagram. Everybody thinks my life is dope. And now I'm just going to be terrible for the next seven days. You know, I, 100%. I, you know, I work in social media. I run accounts and that's, you know, I know what's going on behind the scenes with like some of my clients. And then they're like, please post this awesome picture of our happy team. I'm like those people hate you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, it's so, you know, it's interesting. It's a very different, you know, take on social media. It's like personal media almost. It sounds like, right? Like this is, this is social media for yourself. 100%. So now you take something as simple as this, right? So you guys do, it's monthly, correct? No, I mean, well, we, we yeah, So you guys, you guys run a podcast, yeah. and I'm currently, if you want to call it, like trying to be on the podcast circle to tell as many yeah. people about Verb as I can. Now we're in that circle. Right, oh, so we are. I, I reach out to everyone I know and then say, hey, do you know anyone who has a podcast or a speaking engagement? I need to tell my story. Don from Checkmate, yep. who's also an awesome yep. dude, yep. links us together. Yep. And now... Lou, who happens to be taking really awesome photo and video of me, who was one of my first users, and his goal was to create a photography career and leave teaching. So now he works for me full time as a photographer, right? So that's just one use case, right? So he's going to take a video and then edit it, and we're going to post it. And people are going to be like, oh, how'd this dude get on a podcast? But what people don't know is I emailed 100 or 150 people I know, and then on top of it, I also emailed over 500 other strangers who do podcasts and I'm like dear god please let me be on your podcast because I have to tell this story yeah. <laughs> right so what someone sees this end product on a Friday morning they're like oh Vinny gets to drive up to New Haven and go do a podcast 
doesn't realize that I've already put 30 or 40 hours just into just that. To get, just to and get And that currently just iterates in this one instance. Mm-hmm. It's, it, they're just seeing the, the results. They're not seeing the journey. Right. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I, I will have to say is that a couple. Uh, so a couple things. One, Gary V. Like, gotta gotta love that guy. I've followed that guy since the from from early on. Yeah, honestly, I feel like a lot of marketers fucking hate him, and, and yep. a lot of digital people like hate him. Yeah. And it's because, and and it's kind of funny. I stopped listening to his podcast probably about a year and a half ago because there was an there was an episode in his podcast. He goes, listen, if you know what I'm talking about, if you know, you stop fucking listening. I don't. You don't need to be here. You're you already got it. Just do your thing. The other day, I was scrolling on Instagram like it was like I was probably in the bathroom or something and thing. And it literally got to Gary Fee and it said, and it said, stop scrolling, go do something. And I literally got off. I, yeah. I actually commented, I go, yeah, I'm getting off right now. Peace out. Like kind of a thing. And I, and I didn't go back for almost two days. Yeah. So it was, it was like one of those things where when, when people kind of just put it blank in front of you about this is what you got to do. Just stop. Like, yeah, you're, you're lying to yourself kind of a thing. Um, and I will tie it back to like, cause we're talking about accountability and entrepreneurship, right? This, the same accountability, a lot of and, and I think we hit on it on a couple episodes ago when we were talking with Dave and Andrew about mentorship. Like Andrew was like, uh, you like if you're a startup, you should only have a, be a startup for like three months. Then you are a business, right? You, it, like you like most of the, the startup entrepreneurs or people that are doing it, like they don't set the same kind of accountability things for no. them. They don't they don't actually sit down and go do the work to to move it forward and then. Again, a year later, they're still in a startup. Yeah, I, <laughs> so it, it just kind—it's of, kind of like the exact same thing. Where every entrepreneur, we're always thinking like, again, I, I did it in the in terms of uh, working out, right? I made that sort, but also in the past couple of weeks, us as my my two business partners, we've been doing this the, the the same thing, relooking at ourselves, holding us accountable to certain actions, and making us try to like change. So mm-hmm. it, it's just kind of funny, like everything you're talking about is almost every entrepreneur where it's like, I just need to hold myself a little bit more accountable and I can progress this That's that it. much faster. Right. Um, yeah, I meet people a lot that they have seven-year-old companies and they're like, yo, we're still a startup. And I'm like, no, you're definitely no, not. No, you're not. <laughs> you're uh, you're, like, you're <laughs> a mature business and you should definitely... Or, or if you haven't gotten revenue, you need to go so, some revenue. I mean, I, I gave myself a year. My wife was working, so she was like, you know, she was paying the bills. And I was like, I got one year to actually like make a living, to start putting money in the bank. And I just barely made it. <laughs> but but you but you also went from you you I mean it was part of this podcast a part yep. of like this whole process of you were like listen I'm gonna go for it and then you did do it and oh, you, yeah. and you you held yourself accountable you went for revenue right off the rip Hell and yeah. you just did it that way I'm but. a mercenary baby <laughs> <laughs> nice nice so um so verb right so how can they get in touch with you how where can they uh, find the the app and I guess like. For people getting into Verb, what mm-hmm. is the you know what is the um, misconception they may have about it, or yep. you know like the the people that are coming into you like is it like go 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 right from the beginning nope. or like ha- ha- just explain that great process. question. So first you can find us on iOS uh, or Google Play. Um, so Verb is a very common word. We're a green logo with a open white book. It yeah. looks like a V. Uh, and you could contact me at vin at getverb.co with any questions. Um, I'm pretty accessible at this stage. The big misconception is that we're not a life coach. We're not your nutritionist. We are not going to hold your hand, right? You're not so, the next like Tony Robbins or anything nope, like that? No, that is not what we are. What we are is a place for you to be that to yourself. Where we will help is we've built a pretty in-depth kind of question and answer segment for yourself. So say you download it and you have absolutely no idea what the correct first chapter is. You're a little overweight. You hate your job. Um, and you hate the relationship you're in, all of which are pretty common things. Common things, <laughs> but you're like, well, which one should I do? So we've built a pretty 
um, idiot-proof kind of <laughs> matrix for you to answer some basic questions about yourself that'll highlight what what you should do, right? The idea is 90 days towards any one of those things will get you closer to that success than if you tried to do all three at once. Yes. Right? Um, the other thing is that not everybody always succeeds. I've done, I've been recording now for 400 or so days. I've only succeeded in one of my goals, which was to work for one year and change my life forever, right? The rest of my goals I've come short on because 90 days isn't that long, but it's enough to really get going. Mm -hmm. So it's not about success or failure. It's actually about learning and being accountable towards daily habits. Yep. Um, and being true to yourself, right? That's it. Yeah, and just that one percent every day, like you're saying. If you're one percent better, at, you know, every day by year, you know, by 365 days, you're that much. Better. Correct. Um, the other big thing that people don't realize is nobody watches these videos. These videos are for you. That's it. Um, they're private. Down the road, we'll be building out some accountability partners, so you and I could go towards a goal together. I could see your yeah. videos. You could see mine. Um, but we found that just private is the win. Safety is a major thing for us. Um, this will. It's never about showing people your daily. You're, you're like you're like seriously putting the onus on the person. That's it. You're like, you're like you're like this is on you, not yep. anybody else. So and where we're going in the future, and when I say where we're going, we're we're pre seed right now. So I'm doing my seed round. Yep. I'm saying A or B round. We want you to have the ability to be talking to a digital yourself. Oh, that's gonna be scary. <laughs> <laughs> like your own AI, right? Like own so like, I, I would I, I would have things to say to me, right? But so, <laughs> you use the platform for a year and you unlock, you know, digital you. Yeah, that now has a year of all of your thoughts, all of your daily questions, how much you sleep, how do you eat, how your sex life is, all everything. So we could. The goal is to build a digital you that can evolve as you talk to it and come back to you with That's... interaction. And you could be your own best friend. That that's pretty. <laughs> Eric looks scared. <laughs> Eric looks. That's a little scary because yeah. people are gonna become their own best friend and just like no other friends. Um, but um, no, no, it's kind of funny because uh, I saw a meme the other day of a a Trump rally mm -hmm. that was created uh, by an AI that listened to all the Trump rallies. So it was <laughs> like what it was saying was just was obviously hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I could only imagine that what if I was there for a year, what it would say back to me. Yeah. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Good job, Eric. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Killing it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the pie in the sky. I want to change the world for good. Nice, nice. Right? It's it's the anti-social media. Completely. Um, that, I think that's all the time we have right yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Vin, thank you very much. Uh, where, what's the website? Uh, www.getverb.co. And it's on iOS and Android. iOS and Android. All right. So for all you people who really want to hold yourself accountable and really put it on yourself, uh, you know where to get uh, get Verb. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Vin. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. We would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalina for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make the show possible. See you next week.